It's 534 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Going to be a sunny and a nice day today. High of 73. Get this. We're into the 80s for the next three days after that. 80 on Thursday, 84 on Friday, and 80 on Saturday. Good day for the pancake breakfast. Yeah, and the air show coming to Western Massachusetts. Not uh, not for nothing, but how's the parking going to go? Well, it's a little tight. They might need a little extra money for that. I'm sure there's some overflow parking that can happen at the Basketball Hall of Fame. 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, another keyword to cash coming up later on today. Just after 8 o'clock, I'll let you know what it is and how you can maybe score yourself $1,000. We're not done with that yet. The new Harley. It's like another month of this, right? Yeah, we got like yeah. a few more weeks. All right. I'm going to wrap right. it all up. I'm on board. Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like? Rock, it's 552 and Pink Floyd. <laughs> With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 73. Tomorrow even nicer with a high of 80. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Rod Stewart's son, Sean, uh-huh. blew through his entire inheritance to launch a clothing line that has failed three times, and he's trying to relaunch it again. What uh, What about the first two failures did he not understand? Well, I guess uh, maybe he said, well, I could just throw another $100 million at this, and uh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's not really fine. It's not fine. No, not at all. Uh, source tells... Uh, Oh, what is this? us or page six that Sean cashed out the funds he would have received upon the famed musician's death in order to salvage the floundering dirty weekend brand. Now they don't know how much the inheritance is, but Rod Stewart is worth about four hundred million dollars. So Okay, and probably uh, probably in the in the hundred million area. You know, I uh, I guess if I had four hundred million dollars and a will that distributed my estate to my yeah. uh, my loved ones. I would hope that they would try to start small and work their way up, as opposed to a hundred million dollar investment that you're either gonna either gonna recoup or you're yeah. gonna blow. Right. And if you've blown it once and twice, third time is not always a charm. Yeah, I don't know how you blow through an inheritance that quickly. I guess by putting up that much money for a failed clothing line would probably That's, do it. It's a good way of doing it. Or you can go to Vegas and start betting $50,000 a hand at blackjack. You could do that, too. You could lose that as, uh, just as fast. Tom Hanks doesn't like being uh, doesn't like books being censored to fit modern sensibilities. Quote, let me decide what I am offended by and what I am not offended by. I would be against reading any book from any era that says abridged due to modern sensitivities. Oh, he's right about that. He is right. I hate to say it, but I kind of agree with him. Uh, for, why do you not like Tom Hanks? Well, I he doesn't to say it. What, what was he like? Some kind of bad person? Well, clearly, <laughs> really, Tom Hanks, everything that guy has ever done. Tom Hanks was on that list of people like he could probably do something bad, and people wouldn't would would forgive him very quickly. Yeah, for it. you know who was on that list once? Who? OJ. Really? Yeah. Come on. There was once a time when OJ could do no wrong. Well. Except for that one time. Wow. Yeah, he had a really bad couple yeah. of nights there. 
Francia Arasia's father says the reason there's heat between her and Selena Gomez is because Selena started drinking after Francia gave her a kidney. I can understand why that would bother me. You're not supposed to abuse those things right away, right? Uh, I don't think you're supposed to drink again on, uh, once you have one. If you have only one kidney, you probably shouldn't wow. be drinking alcohol. What's one six-pack? I mean, how much damage is that going to do? Well, I think she's drinking a little bit more than a six-pack. Selena Gomez could. A six-pack is like a snack. All right. How about a convenient 38-pack? Uh, and Lindsay Lohan goes, amateur. <laughs> that kind of. And I still have my kidneys. Uh, 79-year-old Robert De Niro just welcomed his seventh child. He didn't say who the mother is, but it's probably his rumored girlfriend, Tiffany Chen, because she was recently seen with a baby bump. But it's 79 years old. By the time that kid graduates high school, he'll be 97 years old. My dad died of old age when I was three. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's that's probably what Uh. it's going to be. 79 years old, going at it. You've already got six of them. You know what, though? I was thinking about this yesterday. It's like, yeah, if I had maybe that kind of money at my expense where somebody else would take care of the child, because that's exactly what's going to have to happen here. Right. It's either the mom, like, he's not going to, he can't be running around uh, going to CVS and picking up uh, more bags for the diaper genie. You know what? At a certain age in my life, I uh, I discovered I don't want any more children. Yeah. I've got more than I can handle. I, now he's got seven at the age of 79. That's crazy. That's, that's bananas. That's too, it's too much. When uh, Queen Camilla... Who, who's going to produce more diapers? The baby or Robert De Niro? Probably Robert De Niro. Yeah. Well, you think I'm funny? No, no, no! Who wasn't him? He was the uh, who was he? He was the one who did the taxi cab thing. What? You talking to me? Actually, yes, I'm talking to you. I need a change. <laughs> when uh, Camilla entered uh, Westminster Abbey during the coronation, the choir sang "Vivat Regina Camilla," which means "Long live Queen Camilla." But a TikTok user pointed out that it sounds like they were uh, saying "wide-backed vagina." Now, here's the thing: I saw that video, and they put. They put the lyrics on it. Yeah. So when you read the lyrics as they're singing, your brain processes it in such a way where yeah. it sounds exactly like what you're reading. But if you didn't have the words, you would think it would sound like, what did it say? Wide back to vagina. Right. Yeah. It's amazing how they were able to, through the power of suggestion, they were able to make it sound <laughs> awful. I knew a gal like that with a wide back to <laughs> vagina. Uh, Jacob Tremblay wants you to see The Little Mermaid before judging the appearance of his CGI flounder. He says he couldn't imagine it a different way and that it worked perfectly. Was anybody questioning whether or not uh, the flounder didn't look right? I am. I don't know. Iron Maiden is taking legal action against a lingerie company called Maidenware. They say the names are confusingly similar and could injure the band's reputation. Never once would I think of Iron Maiden if somebody said Maidenware. Um, no. In fact, I don't usually think of undergarments when I'm cranking up power, you know, when I'm cranking up any of their albums. You think Iron Maiden is just like, hey, what can we do to get in the news? 
Hey, let's sue that underwear company that sounds kind of like our band name. We'll totally connect the two dots. If it works, it works. In a roundabout way. And uh, Kim Kardashian says she loves nerds. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a nerd uh, was when uh, Ray J, when I found out from Ray J that no matter the size, the circumference always ends with pie. And that <laughs> sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Who doesn't love pie? Right? Right. That's a that's a tough math thing to get out of my mouth. And uh, <laughs> Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, took a paddle up Coochie Creek. She got her black belt in hand-to-gland combat. <laughs> What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I pressure wash the quiver bone and the bitch wrinkle. There you go. There you, there you go. go. And that's uh, your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Hiya. Hey, Wesley. What? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, today I will provide you with a little bit of math. Now, I know that historically speaking, my math skills only cause problems and further confusion. So let me try to simplify these equations the best that I can so that everybody understands where I'm coming from. Are you ready? Here it goes. By now, you are aware that the Boston Celtics are involved in a seven-game series against the Philadelphia 76ers. In a seven-game series, the objective is to win a majority of those games. In this case, the simple majority of those games equals four games. Are you following me here? Good. Last night, the Celtics were smacked around by the Sixers in game five by a score of 115 to 104. Now, here's where the math gets kind of difficult. In order to win four games in a seven-game series, this requires the team that you were on to score more points than the team that you were playing against. In this case, the Celtics lost by 11 points. The loss puts the Sixers ahead in the series. Since this is game five, the Celtics are now on the brink of elimination because the Sixers only need to win one more time. Now again, follow me here. They've already won three. Three plus one equals four. With two more games left to go, only two things are gonna happen. The Sixers can either uh, go, uh, can either win Game Six at home tomorrow night and then advance into the Eastern Conference Finals, or the Celtics win and they would force to play Game Seven on Sunday in Boston. Again, this is all very simple math. If the Celtics lose one more game, they lose the series. If they win Game Six, they'll be a Game Seven. Lose Game Six, there is no Game Seven. Win both six and seven, you advance into the next round. This would also mean that winning game six but losing game seven would mean you don't. And I would find that to be intolerable since the fundamental solution is really quite simple. You want to score more points than the other guys while preventing the other team from doing the same to you. So you have approximately 24 hours to figure out exactly how you're going to do that. So good luck. We're all counting on you. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Here's some stuff that you can make on your big green egg. Scalloped potatoes, pretzels, meat pies, soup, eggplant parm, and burgers and steaks and all that other stuff too. You thought it was just a grill? It's a lot more than that. These recipes and dozens more are on the Big Green Egg website. Wood, charcoal fired, and fantastic. The Big Green Egg from Rocky's is your pinnacle of outdoor cooking. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 73 today. Tomorrow, even nicer with a high of 80. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I'm reading this story about, uh, well, it, this is out of uh, the United Kingdom. Those yeah. those silly British people. Uh, but it's the, the headline is, AI cameras are being set up on highways to catch drivers who throw trash out of their car windows. Right. Okay. So AI cameras are being set up on some UK highways to stop drivers from throwing trash out of the window. The AI power cameras will be installed in British laybys, which I believe is the shoulder of the road, from my understanding. That's what they call it? A layby. Uh, in the coming weeks, in the in an attempt to catch drivers uh, who litter, uh, offenders could be fined up to $100 or $126. Well, I, I don't know, depending on if you're, if you're doing it in pounds or... Or, or dollars. Oh, the, the, the story doesn't do the conversion for no, you? It, well, it says $126 versus 100 pounds. You know, between the, uh, what do they call the uh, the layabouts? Yeah, the, uh, the, laybys. The laybys mm-hmm. and now uh, British pounds. Do they even speak the damn language? No, it's like they have a different word for everything over there. I'm up to here with the British. The initiative is being run as part of a trial by the National Highways, a body that was set up to maintain and improve major roads. It will work in collaboration with a subsidiary of East Hampshire County, uh, per the Metro. The cameras would be able to automatically send the images to enforcers, meaning officers would no longer have to look through hours of CCTV footage. Uh, the cameras will initially be rolled out in southeast of England. The representative for National Highways did not immediately respond for a comment. There has been an increasing concern over littering on the country's highways. The Clean Up Britain campaign group said in February that it would pursue legal action against the National Highway's body if the litter situation didn't improve. We're dealing with this uh, behind the Walmart here. That's right. Maybe we can get AI cameras to watch people who throw their used condoms and rubber gloves in the parking lot of the Walmart. Well, where else are you supposed to put them? Uh, John Reed, Clean Up Britain's Britain's founder, told the uh, Telegraph the latest approach was just another meaningless partnership that sounded good but always delivers no results. (laughs) AI cameras are already being used to monitor other aspects of driving. In February, an Amazon driver shared how the company's AI camera system is used to monitor drivers during delivery shifts. The driver shared a TikTok explaining how the camera can be used to flag delivery drivers for doing anything from taking a sip of coffee to failing to buckle their seatbelts enough times. You know, uh, Can you imagine being monitored like that all day long? The more I read about AI and, and what it's going to mean, the uh, the actual ramifications of using this technology. I mean, there's some people say, well, you know, AI is just there to help us. But everything I read about AI makes artificial intelligence sound like a bunch of jerks. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Like, I don't want them telling me how much coffee to drink. I don't want them telling me what to do. Who the hell do they think they are? They're right. not. Even, it's not even real intelligence. It's artificial. Yeah, that's the thing. It's 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 just uh, somebody trying to learn what you're doing. It's learning things that you do all day. I don't think anybody should be learning from what I'm doing. No, I no- do. I do things that you that that are not educational. I do uh, things that nobody wants to see all day long. You want an AI computer to figure out what I'm doing? No. I don't want that. I don't think anybody really wants that. Ridiculous. I, I've noticed, though, that uh, you know these AI, these chat GPT things, anything you download now from like an Apple store or anything like that, mm-hmm. there's no um, – it, it's restrictive. Like if you try to type in things, 
I see these stories. They're like, oh, this uh, this AI thing helped me pick stocks and is doing very well. Mm-hmm. So I uh, typed into my little chat GPT, what about uh, stocks? And then the thing says, sorry, I'm not a financial advisor. And it just tells you you should diversify your portfolio if you're going to invest in the stock market. <laughs> I can be your financial yeah. advisor for an additional cost of nineteen ninety nine a month. So they're already, like, you know, I think uh, they're already starting to to get a hold of that because they didn't want, you know, with all these worries that these kids are going to hand in term papers that weren't written by them. You know, the, there's a whole argument about the ethics mm-hmm. of what AI can do for us. That You know, education's a perfectly good example. You'll never have to really write a term paper again. Well, you kind of should know the skill of writing a paper, but artificial intelligence will make that uh, pointless. Yeah, everybody knows you write a term paper uh, 11 hours before it's due with a pack of no-dos and some jolt cola, and you stay up all night long. It always worked for me. Yeah, yeah. Worked it it worked me. like a charm. Got me through college for crying out loud. <laughs> and then you write in 14-point letter point and uh, double-spaced lines mm-hmm. so you can reach that 11 pages uh, quicker than you would if you yeah. were writing a full term paper. This is going to make us terribly lazy, yeah. and it's going to like do things like knock off, you know, our competitive spirit, you know, because you know we'll just, you know, who's got the best artificial intelligence on in their hands? And you know, it's like, well, it's 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 artificial intelligence. Is my artificial intelligence going to be any better than your artificial intelligence? Yeah, it's going to be about the same artificial intelligence. What a waste of my time! It is a waste of time, but uh, at least. We can start cleaning up countries by watching people throw their Burger King cup out the window. This is gonna. This is really gonna change the nip business. <laughs> well, artificial intelligence is really gonna have to monitor that real carefully. I'm actually thinking about putting a camera out in front of my house just to see who is the one that throws the the nip bottles out there. Is it every day now? It's the, it's two or three times a week. I'm picking up a fireball, but I'm not singing that in my head. I'm going, GD, who left this fireball on my front lawn? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. uh, I, I, we'll see what happens. Uh, yes, you know. yes, we will. It's uh, 620 with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. You have an office in Hartford? Do you have an office furniture store? There's an office furniture Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 628 and Metallica with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Sunny and 73 today. It's uh, 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Got my tickets. You did? Yeah. I tell you, this is going to be a good show. They might be giants coming to uh, Treehouse Brewing on uh, July 6th. I just bought bought some. Yeah. 35 bucks. That's cheap. For for a show anywhere of any kind? Yeah, that's that's dirt cheap. Well, especially with them. Like you think they'd uh, be? I would. I would have put them at seventy five dollars a piece. I could. I would pay seventy five dollars yeah, a piece for I, them. Sure. I think they were when they were played up in uh, Williamstown last year. Well, now they're playing at the at the Treehouse on uh, uh, July sixth. That'd be a great show. Good thing I waited. Right. Good thing I told you about it. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. was a good thing you told me about it. Do you want to laugh? I do. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. And my grandfather returned from the war with one leg. Really? Mm-hmm. He never said who it belonged to, but he returned with one leg. Ah, you get it? Because he, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, like, he's stealing legs. Why are you 
you just pick them up <laughs> off the battlefield on your way out. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A chilly start this morning, but temperature... 6.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news and it's brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Rejoice! The Brimfield Antique Fair is back in action! <laughs> miles and miles of someone else's used refuse for sale at reasonable prices. Actually, I've heard they're very expensive over there. Because it's a popular place, people tend to mark up the items that they would normally not sell for that much somewhere else. Sure, but you know, you haggle, you wheel and deal. You try to make, uh, you try to, you know, give a little bit, take a little bit. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, you get a whole truckload of stuff that you didn't really need, but you got anyway because they're antiques. Yeah. Vintage items. One of the most anticipated events in New England, the Brinfield Antique Fair, is back in action. It's the feeling of nostalgia to be found at this fair that drives much of its success, bringing in not only avid antiquers, but anyone looking to connect the past with the present. Oh, that's that's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah. I think it brings people back to their childhood. I think it brings people back to a time of happiness, said Matteo Felice, a vendor. And you know what? Matteo is absolutely right. I remember going there one time and say, wow, look at all these things. I remember when my grandparents threw this away because they thought it was junk. Right, right. (laughs) Vendors and buyers come from all over the world to show off or search for hidden gems. I really like the people. The environment is lovely, and I'm a thrifter by heart, so I just like to wander, said Adele Riley of Chicopee. Vintage clothing, furniture, jewelry, mm-hmm. just some of the seemingly endless array of items to choose from. You know, uh, listen, I know the, there are a lot of people out there that do love uh, antiquing, but you know, whenever I meet someone who loves antiques, I always think uh, if I go to their house, I'm not going to be comfortable in a single chair. Yeah. There's going to be something goofy about the couch because yeah. it's an antique. And I always consider the possibility that because these are old items and you don't know where they came from or who owned them, there's a possibility someone may have died in that chair, keeled well, I mean, over. You think, yeah, you think about uh, any number of items you own, like antique-ish stuff. Yeah. Was it involved in a murder? Was it involved in a cover-up? Well, you know, is it... Uh, you got a lot of antiques in the house? I have I have some I have uh, some, but mo- they're not like they're not like <clears throat> expensive antiques. Right, it's kind of like somebody else's junk. Like I have one of them old timey record players from oh, like, yeah. one of those Victrolas from like nineteen twenty two. But the thing, you know, it probably needs about five or six hundred dollars worth of work in order for it to be uh, worth anything. I got the I had I should yeah. say one of these big giant cabinet style radios from like the nineteen twenties. Yeah. It only had like an AM, you know, thing on it. And uh, it was my grandmother's. I took it out of her ba- out of her uh, garage. I mean, no, excuse me, her attic. And uh, she wanted me to have it. Okay, so I, I take it. Now, the problem with an old radio, like one of these really old things with, mm-hmm. the, with the tubes inside, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. is that once they reach a certain age, they smell awful. Oh, yeah. You like, you can't keep yeah. it in your house. It, it, it's, a, it's a horrible... Smell of death, uh-huh. and uh, at because that thing had to move several times. Uh, I was never able to find a room that would 
that had the kind of ventilation it needed yeah. to make it look good. So I uh, I no longer own it. I I wish we had uh, kept some things when like my parents when after my dad passed away we kind of got rid of a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like in a dumpster and there was this one it was an old uh, Admiral television set ooh home entertainment center it was uh, it had an AM radio and a turntable on it as well big and a big cabinet a big cabinet with one bass speaker in it ooh that's good yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And uh, that thing worked well. The, the the TV didn't work on it. But then we, like, before we moved to Wilbraham from upstate New York, I think my dad got rid of that thing before we even brought it here. Right. But then we got rid of a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I kind of had held on to that. But we didn't have the means to hold on to it. There was nobody. To, I didn't have storage. You know, I was living in apartments. You know? Well, that's that's the thing. You know, if you're a collector of antique items and you got to move. Yeah. Well, and all of a sudden, you got to sell some of these antique items. You can't take them all with you, or can you? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you but, can. But uh, yeah, I don't. You know, listen, that's that's for a different uh, class of people. Well, I will not be going to the. I always wanted to go to this. I've but been. I just don't. Is it is it worth it? Well, I mean, it depends on 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 you. I mean, if you're the kind of person like you know rummaging around through people's memories, then yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, but if you're the kind of guy that you know goes through like a like an antique shop and you say, "Look at all this junk," that's probably not for you. No, it's probably not. But it's fun to look at. Again, that depends yeah. on you. The uh, Southampton Police Department is investigating a stolen vehicle on Tuesday morning. morning. Several residents also reported car break-ins across the town. The incidents all occurred on Tuesday. Morning. Morning. On Gun Road, Line Street, Eastwood Drive, Cook Road, and Route 10. Police believe the break-ins occurred around 4 to 5 a.m. Southampton Police has seen an increase in car thefts over the last month. On April 11, Southampton Police reported a vehicle had been stolen from a home on Glendale Road. Police are reminding residents to lock their doors and call the department if you see anything suspicious. 5 a.m.? Yeah. That's really getting out there early, isn't it? It's also like a very rural area out there. I mean, Southampton's, it's not like, I mean, there's neighborhoods and stuff, but it's mostly like a rural area. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh, taking a lot of guts to go out there and do that. I I would never rob somebody in the country. Well, I see. Because you're more likely to have uh, somebody uh, who lives out in the middle of nowhere to have a gun to get rid of you when you try to attempt to steal a car. That is a possibility, but not not necessarily true. There are plenty of people living in those uh, faraway suburbs with plenty of cash who may not have a gun because they think it. I'm out in Southampton to avoid things like crime. What could possibly happen out here? F around and find out. That's it. Yeah. Uh, The Westfield Police Department uh, located two children and a dog that were reported missing on Monday evening. The two girls were last seen in the area of 166 Hillside at about 6.40 p.m. Monday, according to the Westfield Police. Uh, They say they were originally out walking a dog and did not return home. As of noon on Tuesday, Westfield Police said they have been located and are now safe. Casey, the 16-year-old, they go on to describe what they were wearing, but it really doesn't matter because they've been found. Why do they? That's another thing. Why? Why bother putting the description of what was going on there? Because you got to fill up the time. It's only like ten seconds. You think ten seconds makes a big difference on a nightly newscast? Uh yeah. 
It's yeah. a big difference because otherwise that, that 10 seconds has got to be added somewhere else. West Springfield police are asking for the public's help in identifying a woman allegedly involved in a theft. The woman is uh, suspected of a larceny at Kohl's in the Riverdale Shops Plaza on May 5th. What? What? What's all this information about? Whoa. It's like uh, all of a sudden uh, 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 Edward Snowden works for the West Springfield police getting <laughs> his, all the information out there. His gums are flapping. He's like a, he's yeah. he's like an airman at Ottawa's Air Force Base and giving away all the secrets. That WikiLeaks guy, he's out there too. <laughs> the Julian Assange of yeah. West Springfield. Yeah, for years we've been asking, what store? It's a Coles. Oh, I get it now. Now, what did they steal from the Coles? Uh, she is suspe- uh, larceny. She's suspected of uh, several other larceny incidents at the same same store over the last few weeks. Uh, if you can identify, I don't know what she stole. It looks like she's got some clothes in her hand, maybe a beach towel. If you can identify the suspect, you're asked to call the West Springfield Detective Gwinden. What's your first name? I can't tell you that. That's classified. Linden. Lyndon Gwinden? Yeah, there we good name. You know, uh, I don't know if you would ever approach this in the Steve uh, Nagel College of Knowledge. Yeah. But if you were going to be the kind of person that was going to go on a uh, like a, a, a spree of stealing items from stores, yeah, would you go to the same store over and over again? I mean, you get you get uh, I mean, you get away with it one time, two times after a certain period of time, they're waiting for you, and they they know who they're. Who they're dealing with. To well, me, if you were really going to be doing this correctly, you steal from different stores and never the same one twice. Yeah, I I would totally do that. That's you know, to yeah. me. That's just good sound uh, criminal advice. Well, it seems like they don't really go after the one-time shoplifter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they there's a certain yeah there's, it, a, certain there's a certain reality to that threshold. Yes, and obviously, you know, from what I've found out from. Uh, you know, other police people in the area that they usually kind of when, when these people come to get their mug shots put up or, or, or surveillance footage of them stealing something. It's usually because they've been being followed for a few weeks. Mm. It's not just, uh, yeah, this person stole a handbag from Coles on Wednesday. This is why, you know, it says back on March 31st, you know, it, it's always a date that previously happened. Sure. Because well, they've been looking for her. That's it, Liddy. Rumpus time is over. Uh, a man has been charged for impersonating a public official after an incident in Granville. According to the Granville police, on March 31st, officers were called to a woman's home where a man had entered and stated he was a constable attempting to serve her with a notice from her landlord. The man displayed a badge with the word constable on it and was openly carrying a firearm. The man stayed at the home for some time and their conduct was considered highly suspicious. Officers did not find the man that day. But we're able to confirm his identity and learn that he is not a constable from the town of Granville. However, he is currently a constable for the city of Holyoke. So he was uh, crossing town lines yeah. for his constability? A constable is not allowed to act under authority outside of the jurisdiction without a specific court order. The man has been charged with impersonation of a public official. Several days after he was charged, he allegedly went back to the victim's home dressed the same way but was stopped this time by police. He mm. was charged for a second time of impersonation of a public official in Westfield District Court. The city of Holyoke has been notified of the incidents. I guess he's not going to have that constable job in Holyoke for too long, much longer. 
Are those well-paying jobs? I don't, I I don't know, even know. I have no idea. I know the the constable in my town is also the highway department guy, and he's the water guy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, there, there's multiple functions to this person, and then he also does the little ballot box crank thing at the at right. the election time. Never seen him with a gun before. I didn't. I mean, he has like a cop uniform on, right? But I've never seen uh, you know, any firearm. Well, constables have that. very limited authority. Well, obviously, this guy is taking the constable thing to an extreme. You know, this isn't 1890 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get that, that boy. We're going to cross county lines over into the town of Granville over there. <laughs> See if we can find up who's been stirring up trouble from Granville up in Holyoke. You got to just dust off your constable badge? Yeah. Maybe I'll stop for some ice cream at the Granville School. <laughs> Heard you can get a nice double cone there, and you can pet a goat, too. <laughs> your Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be sunny with a high of 73 tomorrow, even nicer with a high of 80. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 653 in Boston with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be nice today. Sunny and a high of 73. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 80. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and Skip's Outdoor Accents want to give you a better backyard with the Backyard Giveaway. Someone's going to win a Supreme Balcony Bistro Patio Table Set, a 65-quart Arctic Cooler, a $200 liquor store gift card, and a $100 cash card. Enter the rock102.com at the contest page. We'll choose five qualifiers a day until May 19th, and then on Sunday the 21st, join me and the road crew at Skips in Agawam for your last chance to enter as we pick the big winner. It's a Skips Outdoor Accents Backyard Giveaway from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Did you get your mother a Mother's Day gift yet? Uh, I'm actually taking her out to lunch tomorrow. Oh, that's the prize that's, this year? Yeah, that's lunch. Uh, huh? Yeah, you know, I'll, uh, yeah. This woman bore you. She sure did. Yeah, well... For years, no, yeah, yeah, it's uh, we're, we're gonna take her out. To, I'm gonna take her out to lunch. Oh, yeah, uh, like a like a Chipotle or a Applebee's uh, or maybe a Golden Corral. Uh, Golden or Corral. A, I was gonna say uh, uh, maybe uh, a, a, an Olive Garden, perhaps. Too, too bad there's not an Arthur Treacher's around. Oh man, if there were. I was down in Enfield yesterday, and I uh, I went into Jersey Mike's. You did? I did. And uh, it was okay. I don't. Here's the thing. You had a lot of enthusiasm yesterday when you said you were going to go. Yeah, and uh, I stopped in there. I got a mini. Here's the here's the thing. It's <clears throat> very expensive. Like, like a giant sandwich is like sixteen dollars. What? The wow. medium sized sandwich is about nine dollars, and right. I had the mini, which is you know Tiny. basically a. A uh, sandwich on a platter, like it, like, a, like it was something you grab off a platter at a at a luncheon, you know, <laughs> at an office, you know, like the little slider. Okay, and uh, it was good. It wasn't like it, it was good. I had like a, it was like an Italian grinder uh, mm-hmm. with. Well, I'm sorry, there's subs at Jersey Mike's, right? Uh, like an Italian sandwich. It was like prosciutto and ham and all that stuff. It was good, and they, but I don't know if it's really worth that kind of money. You know what I mean? If we were, uh, I, I got a better deal down at Richards over in uh, West Springfield. You probably do. Mm-hmm. You know why though? Because you know, at, 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 and this happens all the time. You ever go to like a place that you love, 
Yeah. And uh, and suddenly it starts to franchise out, and yeah. the next thing you know, they've got places all over the yeah. all over the yeah. world. Sometimes when that happens, like the original quality, just mm. based on the economics of franchising out, goes down. Yeah. Well, you know what I've heard lately, and I don't know if it's true, and 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 uh, and I would like to find out. I'm always willing to, to test it. I've heard that uh, Frank Pepe's. In New Haven. Yeah. So now they've got uh, locations going up all over the place. Yeah, there's like probably six locations right now. I'm hearing people saying, you know what, because they're overextending themselves, it's not as good as it used to be. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's just what I'm hearing. Yeah, but you know, you get you get some investor to come in and go, hey, you know what, you really should expand this place. I'll give you X amount of dollars and uh, you open up another store. And then they go, okay, well, this one's doing well too. We should open up another store. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden- you're getting farther and farther away from the family-run business, right? Into now, it's just run like a like a, a cookie cutter sh- shop. It's like I know? remember the first time I went to an Olive Garden. I mm-hmm. thought, my God, this is the best Italian food I've ever had in my life. These breadsticks, I can't stop eating. I'm eating like like three or four at a time. Oh, and then years later, I go to an Olive Garden, and and, and my reaction was. What have I done with my life? Actually, Olive Garden is some of the finest Irish food around. It's an Italian restaurant. Yeah. What? It's Italian. I don't know. It tastes <laughs> like Irish food. You just boil the crap out of it and throw it on a plate, and there it is in front of you. It's it, makes, it makes me re, rethink my choices in life. Yeah, yeah. When you're here, you're Blarney, right here <laughs> in, the, in the Olive Garden. It's 658 to Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember the days when Mookie Betts was a beloved member of the Boston Red Sox? And you remember when the Red Sox decided to trade Mookie, David Price, and a bag full of cash to the Dodgers in exchange for Alex Verdugo, Connor Wong, and Jeter Downs? I remember that stuff like it was February 10th, 2020. I also remember that even though the Red Sox were unwilling to give Mookie the contract that he deserved, it would be the Dodgers who would cough up an extra 12-year extension worth $365 million and a $65 million signing bonus. So why am I picking away at this old scab? Because apparently, in the midst of all the accolades, the cash, and the natural athletic ability, Mookie Betts is a frightened little child who's afraid of ghosts. Not just afraid of ghosts, he's afraid of the fractional threat of paranormal activity. This week, the Dodgers are in Milwaukee to face the Brewers in a three-game series. The Dodgers will be staying at the historic Fister Hotel, where nearly every other team in baseball stays during road trips, except Mookie Betts. Why? Because according to Mookie, he is uncomfortable with the idea of rumors that this 134-year-old city landmark might be haunted. And as a result, he'll be staying in a nearby Airbnb away from his teammates to avoid the potential exposure to any unwanted ghostly activity. Folks, I have been kicked out of that very hotel on any number of occasions. More than that, more than I need to mention. And the only spirits that I was ever exposed to came from a bottle of schnapps. And frankly, the scariest thing about that place is the security team who responded to my repeated noise complaints and the fact that it'll cost you $456 a night to stay there. And while that is frightening, I will say that the room does come with complimentary breakfast and express checkout, provided you are not forcefully ejected from the building by security. 
But for a grown-ass man who's making more than $30 million a year to be afraid of ghosts, that seems rather hard to imagine. But apparently, it's true. And it is for that reason that perhaps it's best he's no longer here. What's next? Monsters under the bed of the double tree? Is Dracula hiding in the closet of the embassy suites? At least Motel 6 will leave the light on for you. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You missed step one, your salon is doomed. Actually, it's not. You go to Rockies for Scott's step two, three, and four package deal. Only $80. Your lawn's going to be fine, but it's hungry for step two right now. So get to step the Scott's four step right now at Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 in Bad Company with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 73. Uh, tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, about an hour away from giving you the uh, the uh, the keyword to cash. Oh, yeah. Word okay. of the day. Yeah. Got to make sure I do that right on time. We'll, we'll do it right on time. How about uh, we do a little uh, M I the A? Oh, yeah. All right, I'm ready. Actually, I can't wait till Curb comes out <clears throat> again. I think it's the last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, but it's coming out soon. Uh, Richard Lewis, he ain't doing that well. He might not even see the premiere. I don't know. He, he says he's going to stop stand-up and maybe do yeah. some acting things, which yeah. makes me think he's at least in one episode. All right, let's move on to the first one. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, am I the a-hole for having a party at my apartment while my neighbor was studying? Two weeks ago, a college student that lives to, to the apartment next door went door-to-door to every single apartment on our floor and the floors below and above us to warn each neighbor that she has her college exams coming up and she's studying so we better not have any parties until at least the end of May. She was somewhat kind and having been through the stress of exams, I was compassionate and agreed that I won't have any loud parties, but I told her that, hey, my birthday's on May 5th and on Friday night, I'd probably have a couple of friends over and have some low music. She got annoyed when I told her that and told me that I better be quiet then. Hmm. I didn't like her attitude considering the fact that I was trying to be empathetic and I also told her I'd I'd not do anything crazy for a party besides low music and some friends. On Thursday evening, I came back from work and saw two notes, one on the building entrance and one on the elevator, which said, I'm the college student from floor seven. Please refrain from any kind of social gatherings that might disturb my studying during this stressful time. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't give much thought to it. I wasn't planning on a party, as I said. On Friday night, I had my three closest friends come over. We didn't party. We just chilled at my apartment and had some low music, which barely could be heard to my own bedroom, let alone next to to next-door apartments. On Saturday morning, there was a note on the elevator once again, straight up naming me, saying how Lady Y from 7th floor and apartment number X broke the agreement and had a social gathering on Friday night, completely disrespecting the stressful time I'm going through. She said she's uh, going to be discreet, but the, she said she'd be discreet, but this is not enough. I could still hear some laughs and discussions because I had my windows and my balcony door open and disrupt my peace and focus. Let this be a lesson. The next time someone decides to be disrespectful during stressful times like this, you will be called out. 
God, I, having a neighbor like oh, this. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but to me, the a-hole here is the student. Yeah, certain uh, neighbors defended me and said the college girl was being unreasonable with her demands, but other neighbors believe I was the a-hole and that I should go to a restaurant or bar instead of having a gathering at my house. What? What are you talking about? Hey, here's an idea. If you're so worried about uh, your, your finals, maybe you should have been studying all along as opposed to yeah. trying to cram it in the last couple of days. And by the way, it's a Friday night. Right? Yeah. It's a Friday, which means maybe you should take the night off from studying and uh, live it up a little bit. Close your windows and your balcony door, Put too. some noise-canceling headphones on you. Get one of them, uh, those noise machines that uh, make, like, shh. Yeah. There's all kinds. Or how about studying in a library? How about you go out of the building? Yeah, why, why would everybody else have to move out of the building? Yes. Hey, why does everybody have to inconvenience themselves for just you? I got I to gotta tell you, I remember living in that whole apartment life. Oh, yeah. That was awful. It really was. I lived, uh, I lived in the, uh, the home-like apartments over in West Springfield. Right. It was nothing like home at really? all. Yeah. But they were like, you know, they were for single people, many divorcees that lived there, you mm-hmm. know, with the, because uh, you know, they're efficiencies. They're just basically. Actually, they're more like deficiencies. Uh, sort of, yes. Actually, they are deficient. Uh, but uh, so, you know, people were just kind of there transitioning, if you will. Or sure. you had a guy like me who was like, you know, 24 years old and going, oh, I'm going to live it up in the uh, the one-room apartment. <laughs> You can make eggs and go to the bathroom at the same time. This is wonderful, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was good for what it was. But I had this awful neighbor upstairs. Right. She was horrible. She would stomp all over the place. And then uh, her and I got into a little tiff one day where mm-hmm. the landlord had to come over and uh, quiet things down. But right. She, but she, she would be so loud. And then after, you know, asking her to kind of, you know, stop doing that, she just made it worse. Sure. So then I was just being passive aggressive and would play this like NASCAR game on the PlayStation, that Real loud. really loud yeah. uh, thing, and then to the point where even during the one of the arguments that we had, she's yelling at me from the top of the stairs, going, "You, you and your damn video games of the me." I was like, wow, you're pretty good at sound effects. Wow, that's pretty then, good. Uh, the, she, she's better than Michael Winslow. Yeah. So then one day I'm waiting. Uh, um, I see a, a truck pulling up, like a box truck. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, man, she's moving. And she wasn't moving. She was getting stuff delivered uh-huh. from like an errands or a rent-a-center or something. Mm-hmm. And then so she gets all this new stuff delivered. And then weeks later, she moves out. And then a few more weeks after that, the people from Rena Center are knocking on the door, wondering why she hasn't paid the money for the furniture. She, she, aba- stole she abandoned the furniture. You abandoned the apartment. Wow. And I said to the guy, I'm like, dude, I don't think you're going to find her, man. I think she skipped town. Yeah, I think that's the end of that. Yeah. Interesting. What a way to ruin your credit over uh, overpriced furniture. When I was in college, I lived in a house, and uh, it was a thir- three-floor house. Yeah. And our lease was the 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 top two floors. Mm-hmm. We had seven people living in that on on the top two floors. The first floor was another group of uh, students. There were five of them. So five plus seven equals 12, right? Yeah. 12, 12 loud college students yeah. in this house. Now, there were times when I did actually study, but it wasn't frequently. And 
any time that somebody was having a good time in one of the rooms or yeah. on one of the floors, I just felt like uh, compelled to participate the, in whatever fun was going on in the house. You're the social butterfly. You have to make sure everybody's happy in the house. Well, that's exactly from it. room to room. I was simply there to facilitate fun, you know, possibly at the expense of my GPA, but I was there to have to, to provide others with a damn fine time. Yes, and that but, was my, I consider that to be part of my uh, my work study program. But you got an extra year of fun out of that. No, I got an extra year and a half out of fun. Oh, out a of year that. and a half. And of I fun. made there sure it was fun. Good for you. Oh, yeah. You ready to move on to the next one? I am. Am I the a hole for telling my wife she should have saved herself the trouble of cooking me a birthday dinner considering her cooking skills? My, 28 male, wife, 24 female, has terrible cooking skills, so she rarely even attempts to cook. We have a housemaid who cooks except for Sundays, so we rely on takeouts every Sunday. This must be a rich British person. You're right. You have a housemaid that cooks you food every day? Housemaid. Uh, my birthday was on last uh, was it was last Sunday. I really don't celebrate it, so we planned that I'll have my lunch with my friends and dinner with my wife. I asked her if we could go eat at some nice place, and she declined, saying she will arrange the dinner. I thought she was going to order something. By the time I reached home in the evening, my whole house smelled weird. She said she had cooked me a dinner. I was stunned because that was uh, least expected, but decided to go along with that and waited until she set the table up. I won't go into the details, but one dish looked half burnt, and the other one was more like tasteless water instead of what she was calling a soup. The dessert was barely edible. Uh, she knew she messed up, but expected me to try them all. I thanked her and told her that we can still order or go out, and she shouldn't have bothered cooking because she knows of her own poor cooking skills. <laughs> she got upset and told me I at least could have tried it before she cleaned the table and told me I can order for myself. She had her own cooked meal and did not uh, touch what I ordered. Now I look back and thinking, maybe I was a bit too harsh. Does this make me the a-hole? Yeah, no, it kind of does. It kind of does. Well, I mean, how are you supposed to train a good wife by, you know. All right. But you want to you you see. You, you want to train your lady to, to be your servant. Uh, right. You yeah. have to kind of butter her up a little bit. Well, and say, maybe uh, you should try some of these recipes I found on Pinterest for you. <laughs> yes, you, 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 you could do that. Uh -huh. But in a case of her wanting to make you a special meal. For your birthday, mm -hmm. you know, you as as bad of a cook as she may be, yeah. she's putting her heart and soul into this meal, yeah, because she loves you. The least you can do is show a little appreciation and lie right to her face. Yeah, well, come on, you lie to her face, and you're never going to get a good meal. But <laughs> you were going to get a good meal anyway. Come on, I I'm I'm, I'm with this guy. You know what? You're gonna you're gonna be uh, cooking all this crap meals for me. At least make an effort out of it. <laughs> your your croak your salmon croquettes are mush, mushy. Yeah, <laughs> and this and this uh, this this salmon is a disgrace to this yeah. family. The house smells weird too. What did you do to it? You know you messed up this taste. Oh, tasteless water. You mean your your soup? You mean tasteless water? <sighs> See? I was asking for trouble. Yeah, he is asking he for really trouble. He really is. Well, there you go. That's uh, M I the A. It's 722 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks. 
It's uh, just about 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 73. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, uh, check out the Daily Podcast. It goes up every day after 10 o'clock. You can check out a, an exclusive online interview with comedian Michael Winslow. Uh, the, <laughs> that was posted uh, yesterday. Yeah. You check that out. Also, uh, Baxi's musical podcast, my guest this week, uh, Josie Cotton. Great interview. Uh, with uh, an actual new uh, new wave legend. Check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a rock102.com. And next week, I got another beauty coming up on Monday. I'll tell you about that tomorrow. Another beauty. It's a beauty. I, uh, I'm i actually going to be doing a show with Michael Winslow uh, over uh, at the YM... Or, well, it's it's for the YMCA of uh, Greater Westfield, but mm-hmm. it's at uh, Tacoa Country Club uh, on... Uh, Man, May nineteenth uh, over there. And yeah, there on the twentieth, he we we're giving tickets away for the thing he's doing at the twentieth on the at the Agawam Cinemas. Plenty of chances to see Michael Winslow, but only one chance to see Steve Nagel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it's it's like a hundred bucks a ticket, but it's worth it because you get uh, you get the dinner uh, at Tacoa, which yeah. is always good, and and, and, and uh, more Steve Nagel as an and appetizer. More Steve Nagel, well, oh, uh, as an aperitif. That's right. Yeah. It'll help you it'll help you digest what you just ate. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. It's 727 News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A chilly start this morning, but temperatures are going to be climbing quickly. We have a beautiful day on the way for this afternoon. Highs will top off in the lower 70s with a light to moderate breeze. For tonight, mainly clear and cool. Temperatures fall into the low to mid 40s. For tomorrow, sunshine with just a few clouds mixing into the afternoon. Perhaps a stray shower and isolated thunderstorm. For tomorrow night, mainly clear. Readings will fall back into the 40s. And for Friday, we'll have sunshine mixed with clouds. It'll be warm with highs in the lower 80s perhaps an isolated shower or thunderstorm. With your Western Mass News first alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. You know, Steve, Here's I, your Western Mass that, News first the, alert forecast. What the is that? What are you doing? I don't know. Why are we hearing that twice? I don't know. You know, Steve, I think yeah. virtually every woman, each in her own way, loves jewelry. I think so. Each one has her own taste and style. And then there's the meaning each piece of jewelry has for her. Right, like my husband gives me uh, this necklace when we first started dating. Or I got this pearl necklace after a three-day bender at Mingles with what's-his-name. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, there's one woman in every man's life who deserves the gift of jewelry. Uh, his dental hygienist? Close. Uh, his mother. Uh, Mom? You give your mother jewelry? Yeah, the I mean, the usual flowers and brunch are fine, but a nice necklace tells mom and everybody else how much you love her. Uh, it just seems a little uh, tricky. Well, that's why you need to go to Hadley. Uh, to Hanoush. Hanoush and Hadley. Tony and Amy and all the people there, they're going to help you out. Uh, yeah, because you don't want mom to think, oh, this is nice, but uh, I don't know. Exactly, Steve. You don't know. And that's why you go to Hadley, to Hanoush, to get yourself a little guidance. We see the world for more than what it is. We see everything it can be. 730. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, thanks, Bax. Thousands of people are expected to be in attendance for the 2023 Westfield International Air Show this weekend, and local leaders are on hand to prepare for the influx of people coming into the city. How are they preparing, Steve? Uh, well, uh, show director, uh, Lieutenant Kerville, Colonel Stephen Mend- Mendick told uh, Western Mass News, attendance for the shows will be in the tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. 
Let's see. Uh, how many how many of those tens of thousands do you think are uh, are VIP parking? Uh, that's a very good question. I don't. Uh, well, I just say what two thousand maybe. Um, two thousand vehicles. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's very limited. It's it's a it's a very limited. Uh, I think it's a very limited space. Well, all right. Well, even if you had a thousand, a thousand cars yeah. paying fifty bucks for the VIP, that's fifty grand. Sure. Right. Yeah. And then uh, twenty bucks for the general admissions. How many do you think of those? Probably two thousand. Two thousand, maybe three, more. Probably yeah. even more than that. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good take for a parking weekend. I know, Steve, but you know these things aren't the way they used to be. You know, I think uh, the the Basketball Hall of Fame should take a lesson from uh, Westover and start charging for parking down in that parking lot because it's so limited that uh, maybe uh, we can learn a lesson. You know, from getting the air a, show, getting a parking space there is like winning uh, the golden ticket from the Wonka factory. Yeah. They're expecting anywhere between twenty five and thirty five thousand people to be enjoying the show. They got food, drinks, beer, and everything for everyone to enjoy themselves throughout the day. Either Saturday or Sunday, people had. How are they doing on bathrooms? They got bathrooms for everybody. Uh, I would hope they do. Twenty thousand people uh, sitting there trying to rehydrate in that hot sun. You, you gotta need some bathrooms. Are they gonna have the porta potty with the jets on it again? Didn't oh, they I don't do know. The, didn't they do that one time? Didn't they put like jets, uh, jet engine on the back of a porta potty? How badass is that? That was pretty cool. Uh, people heading to the show this weekend may see signs indicating that they should expect traffic delays due to the influx of people heading through Westfield. That's uh, Westfield Police Captain Steve Dickinson said they're preparing to deal with the traffic. They have 35 traffic posts and security posts that they're putting up. Steve, because I'm being uh, forced to pay to park my car, will I be allowed then to bring in outside food and drink into the uh, the event? I don't think so. So that means if once I'm on the inside, I will have to purchase items exclusively being sold inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this sounds like a potentially very expensive uh, event. It is a very expensive event, hmm. but isn't it worth it? Uh, sure. I'm going. Are you really going? I'm going on Sunday. I've uh, I've got other things to do. Well, uh, it's Mother's Day Sunday, and uh, I got out of that one pretty easy in the last couple of years, so uh, hey, we don't have to worry about that, right? Come on, kids. We're going today. Yeah. We're going to celebrate day yeah. at the air show. <laughs> A uh, chickabee woman is grieving the loss of her dog after he was attacked by another dog while she was taking him for a walk. Now she wants to see something uh, done. Paula Dane was out walking her two dogs last Thursday, Buddy, her personal dog, and Gizmo, a dog she had been fostering for about five months. She was on Laurel Street when she said she walked by two dogs in a fenced-in yard barking at her dogs. She goes, my dogs are barking, her dogs are barking. Then she said to me, these dogs can jump over the fence. Okay. Somebody tells you that the dog, why are you even letting them out in the area with the fence if they can jump over it? However, instead of going over, she told Western Mass News that the two dogs went under the fence and attacked Gizmo, who's only six pounds. Uh, Started shaking him like a rag doll, Dane noted. Dane said she had to carry Gizmo back home and then take him to the emergency vet in Deerfield where she had to make the difficult decision to euthanize him. Ah, poor there was so much gizmo. Uh, yeah, she goes in. There was so much skin missing on one side of his body. He's only six pounds. I made the decision to euthanize him because I didn't want him going through skin grafts. Yeah, uh, uh, where is he going to get the skin? It's going to be infected. Uh, it was just a mess. She contacted Chickabee Police and filed a report. 
which Western Mass News obtained. It stated that the owner of the two dogs was issued a Chickabee City ordinance violation for an unrestrained dog. Dane says this isn't the first time one of their one of the foster dogs in her care was attacked by another dog in the city of Chicopee. So this is the second foster dog that has been killed on my watch trying to walk do- my dogs in this city in my neighborhood. She wants to see more being done to prevent tragedies like this in the future. I don't understand the people who don't, uh, you know, do, that have it like that where you know the dog is aggressive. You know the dog is not going to get along with other dogs. Right. You clearly are telling somebody, hey, these dogs can jump over that fence. Why are they out in your yard then? Why are they not being leashed or or put on a lead? I don't know. Yeah. If you got a dog that is aggressive to anybody, I mean, you know, the responsibility is on you to protect other people and other dogs from your dog. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you just don't let them go. A uh, new proposal on Beacon Hill could impact how much you pay in auto insurance. One of the biggest factors in determining your rate is your zip code, but the uh, this bill in the Senate hopes to lessen the impact. The bill would change that rating formula to give no more than 75% weight in your area and 25% weight to the statewide average. Oh, it's based on my weight now? Yeah, no kidding. Thanks a lot. The model is similar to uh, Connecticut's insurance rating territory policy. However, Jack Dowd with the Dowd Insurance Agency says there's uh, more. In, there's an important reason why people in Longmeadow pay a different rate than in South Boston. It's not always about how you how you how how you drive. It's about other people driving too. You can't control other people. And if your car is parked in a certain area where it's always parked, you're going to be more likely to get into a fender bender. During a joint committee, <laughs> committee on finance, Senator uh, Pavel P- Payano. Ooh, Pavel Payano sounds like a baseball player, doesn't it? Up next, second baseman Pavel, Pavel Payano said the Payano. bill said the bill is aimed at lessening the burden on urban areas, lowering the impact on uh, people of color. Okay, that's great, but is the rate going to go up for everybody? To level the playing field, or are you going to give everybody the lower rate? Steve, it, it's the insurance company. I know. It's never going down. It's always going up. Eh, I don't care where you live. If, if you're paying a certain premium because you happen to live in Longmeadow, they're not going to reduce your rate because you live in Longmeadow. It'll probably stay the same or go up, but just not as much exponentially. So, you know, comparatively speaking, you say like a, like a Springfield or Holyoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. The whole thing's a... It's a scam. It, it, it's a scam. It's a big scam. Because, you know, sometimes if you just happen to be saddled in a... If you happen to be saddled in a zip code where the rates are historically high, but you're in, like, a really nice area of yeah. that zip code, it doesn't matter. No. It, has, it, it simply does not matter. See, when I was younger, I used to pull the scroogey on the insurance companies by... Having my friend's parents mm. as the address of where the car was garaged, even though it wasn't, even though I lived in Springfield, because they lived in Hamden. So I would use their address for, yeah. uh, for the thing, and I would get the lower rate, because otherwise it was like $600 difference from where I lived in Springfield, to or, or being in Springfield. You know, it's a good thing that uh, insurance fraud is not considered a crime here in Massachusetts. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. What's the, <laughs> yeah, what's okay. the, what's the statue of limitations? 22 years. Yeah, what I just said. <laughs> 
The statue. Yeah, the statue. Yeah. The statute. Why, don't you know Mr. Limitations? <laughs> he stands proud and tall in the center of town. The uh, East Hampton School Committee is in the process of looking for an interim superintendent along with two committee members. There was a work session. <laughs> the, the, the two who are remaining. Yeah, right. The uh, There was a work session Monday night to pick up the interim superintendent uh, candidates that will head into the interview process. Working with the Mass Association of School Committees, the East Hampton School, School Committee has selected four candidates. In a statement to uh, 22 News, the East Hampton mayor said in part, each one is a licensed superintendent with different experiences. The committee reviewed each resume and decided to, to interview all four. I'm looking forward to interviewing one. It is expected that each candidate will be interviewed by mm. June 15th. You know who's got a lot of experience and uh, you know, potentially a very good candidate? Yeah. The two people that were uh, vying for the job to begin with. Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. The uh, committee said that they hope to have the position filled by July 1st. And the process will begin this month to fill the two empty seats on the school committee. This comes after Shannon Dunham and most recently Lori Garcia resigned from the school committee over the superintendent's search. Dunham and Garcia were the only two admitted, uh, committee members to support restarting negotiations with Dr. Vito Perone, whose position was rescinded due to the wording he used in an email. The second pick, uh, Dr. Erica Faginski-Stark, backed out after some of her Facebook posts sparked controversy. East Hampton City Council, Council President Omar Gomez Says it's a loss. They did a great job. We have to recognize that sometimes we have to make tough decisions. Those decisions should be made by the information that we have in front of us or thinking what is best for the community. Well, then maybe you should yeah. start thinking about what's best for the community. Gomez adds what he uh, hopes uh, new members will contribute to the search. They'll be able to, they will be open to listen to the community. They follow the rules, do what they believe is right, and stay with it. That decision is important for our kids, our students and that their goal should be to hire someone who can protect and give a really good education. Well, you kind of almost had that, and then... <laughs> and then you chose to not have that. Yeah. is a. I wonder if uh, Mayor LaChapelle will be like, okay, uh, the candidate, uh, we're interviewing you. Do, uh, do you have a problem with... Uh, <laughs> With any kind of pronouns or any kind of microaggressions uh, directed towards you? Can you identify what a pronoun is? No, I cannot. All right, well, then there you uh, go. Then when can you start? Yeah. Um, do you think a person like me who had a uh, racist incident uh, back at the, this very location over a year ago should be the one deciding who's got the moral aptitude here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think anyone who's been a racist in the last 12 months can clearly grow out of it in a I, year. I'm sorry, you don't sound white. You're done. We're going on to the next candidate. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 73. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 80. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. I Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.50 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a really nice day today. Like, really nice. You want me to tell you how nice it's going to be? How nice is it? It's going to be sunny with a high of 74, and uh, it's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, you could be one word away from your chance of winning $1,000. Uh, every weekday, including uh, here at 8 o'clock, which is just a few minutes away, 11, 2, and 5. Listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash. Then you enter that keyword into rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win 1000 bucks. Play every weekday to increase your chances of winning. It's all brought to you by textmefortires.com, Kim Keogh of the Nielsen team, Olivia Keller-Williams, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. That, that word coming up 
Just a matter of minutes. Hey, what's the uh, strangest purchase you ever made? Strangest purchase. Yeah, we don't have time for that. This is really just going into this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. I was trying to do lead-in questions. But we don't have to do that. <laughs> well, I'm, well, maybe that will uh, will take a call. So what's the strangest thing you've ever bought? Uh, yeah, what's the strangest thing you've ever bought? Uh, clip number one. <laughs> clip number one. You ever wonder, number one. Like, clip number one. Did you ever uh, wonder uh, like uh, what people from other uh, countries uh, think of our accent? You know what I mean? Like you know, we we impersonate people from other countries. Like if you're from France, we say that. You know what do they think of us? Yeah. Well, somebody asked some random people in England to speak like Americans. Here is what they said. Literally, Coachella is the best festival I've ever been to in my life. Can I have a glass of water? I literally cannot deal with all of these people around here. They're such vegans. I just want some meat, okay? A big fat cheeseburger and some fries would be so good. (laughs) I went to Coachella this year and there was like no vegan options. Oh my God, I'm like drinking a beer. I literally don't know anything. (laughs) We're literally like eating so much food today, drinking so many drinks. That is disgusting. Something about, is there something about beer, food, and Coachella that they all (laughs) think that uh, that's what we do? That's all we really care about. Yeah, but that, that there, that's a perfect example of somebody who's uh, stereotyping (laughs) beer. Coachella and vegan options. Isn't that funny though that that's what they yeah. that's what they that's what their perception of what we are. Maybe maybe we're giving them off the uh, the wrong impression. Maybe yeah. we should be trying better. Yeah, we're more about murder and uh, destruction and, de- and uh, all uh, kinds like, of the, the, yeah, like yeah. the, uh, the like the like stealing catalytic converters. That's yeah, what Americans yeah. should be knowing known yeah. for. Do you realize we had the biggest catalytic converter theft <laughs> ring in all of the world? We're really living up to those American that's, standards. That's what yeah. the people of the world should know. Hey, uh, clip number two. A Utah woman who wrote a children's book about coping with grief after the death of her husband was charged with his murder earlier this week. <laughs> Authorities believe that Curry Richens killed her husband by poisoning him with fentanyl. <laughs> There's an interview from last month of her promoting the children's so book. So my husband passed away unexpectedly last year. He was 39. It completely took us all by shock um and we have three little boys my kids and I kind of wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced last year that's horrible she wrote this book about the dead husband yeah. when she, in fact, killed him. All right, but you know, Steve, uh, a writer writes, and uh, you got to go where the inspiration takes you. You got to separate the art from the artist. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Ain't that Always. the truth? Uh, here is a uh, clip number three. A New York City Girl Scout troop is selling cookies to help cover the cost for all of its members since the troop specifically serves children that are currently experiencing homelessness. Here's a creator of Troop 6000, Giselle Burgess, talking about why she wanted to make this specific Girl Scout troop. Back in 2017, my kids and I had lost our home. We ended up in the New York City shelter system. I was already an employee at Girl Scouts of Greater New York. How do I tell them that I, I want to start a troop here and why? I walked in and it was like, absolutely, let's do it. It's such a discouraging, scary time already. It was exciting to see girls as they were walking by participating and laughing in one room. And they were like, I want to hang out with them every week. All right. That's a nice thing. It is, but it's like, uh, are you earning the uh, end of the highway ramp fundraising collection badge? <laughs> I don't, 
I don't know. Uh, I do know that uh, in times of food insecurity, nothing would make me happier than, say, a box full of dosy doughs and thin mints. Yeah, I was going to say, or, or is it like, are you, you know, oh, we have leftover cookies for you girls. Yeah, we have yeah. like the like the one Samoa and the one shortbread that yeah. nobody wanted to eat. Can can you uh, you know what there was a I think a Dollar General has like imitation Girl Scout cookies. Really? Yeah, I, it was. Uh, I, I think it was. I think it was the ones I like. The only ones that I actually like of the Girl Scout cookies were the Samoas. The, yeah, those the are chocolate good. and the coconut and all oh, that yeah. stuff. They had like the generic version of that, and I'm like. Mm. They're a dollar cheaper than the Girl Scout cookies. Uh, <laughs> I hate to take money away from kids. I know, but hey, way to you got to do what you got to do. And uh, finally, uh, did you know that killer whales can actually mimic human voices? Really? Yeah, here's a clip, uh, qu- a clip from a quick video showing off what they can do. Hello? Hello? Oh, very nice. I, that's fine. You know, I would be much more impressed if the whales were talking about Coachella <laughs> vegan <Yeah>. options. <laughs> like, literally, I just ate a giant fish like an hour ago. Do it I was so a, big. Do I have a vegan burger st- yeah. uh, stuck between one of my baleen teeth? Yeah. When we go to Coachella next summer, <laughs> do you think we get we could take the other whales with us? I think I'm going to have to moisturize my blowhole. Uh all right, now you just went a little too far. Moisturize the blowhole. I gotta breathe somehow. This is not Hollywood trash. That's a Kim <laughs> Kardashian thing. Moisturizing the blowhole. Uh, and there you go. That's uh, it's seven fifty six, and that is now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 in Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 74. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, listen, you know, yesterday I was a little late in uh, providing this information. Uh, today I want to be more on time. So in an effort to not forget uh, the whole purpose of uh, the keyword to cash, yeah. I'm going to give you that keyword now. Okay, okay go for All it. All right, this is what it says. It says... It's time for the keyword to cash $1,000 keyword. Today's keyword is the word fun. That's fun. F-U-N. For those of you who are unaware of the spelling of the word fun, it's F-U-N. As in F, it's fun to win $1,000. U, under no circumstances would I want somebody else to win $1,000. And N, I would like to win $1,000 now, which is an N word. Enter that word fun for your chance to win $1,000. You go to rock102.com. You have until midnight tonight to enter that word for the 1000 bucks. Your $1,000 keyword for today is fun, F-U-N. Good luck for Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Do you, uh, you're a tipper, right? You tip people. Oh, I'm a big fat tipper is what I am. But where do you tip? Do you, I mean, obviously you're tipping when you go out to eat at a restaurant. Uh, let's say you take the wife out for a nice meal. You're, mm-hmm. you're tipping at least 20% when you go out there, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, the Wall Street Journal just did this big write-up on how we're even being asked to leave tips now at self-checkouts. I've seen this uh, No. 
Uh, tipping fatigue is what they call when you're sick of constantly being asked to leave a tip in situations where it used to be considered weird. Uh, they talked to a few people who recently encountered the prompts. Here are two examples. Someone bought a $6 bottle of water at a self-checkout kiosk at Newark Airport and asked them if they wanted to leave a tip uh, of 10 or 20%. They said it felt like emotional blackmail. If I'm doing all the work, that's, tips should not be a part of the discussion. That's exactly uh, how I feel about that. If you're not interacting with anybody. Now, uh, this other example, a baseball fan grabbed a beer from a self-service fridge at Petco Park in San Diego, mm-hmm. and it asked him to leave a tip. He said he was confused because he didn't know who the money was going to, but he still left 20%. Why would you do that if there's nobody there helping you? Right. There's not. If there, if there's not even a person manning, uh, you know, you know how they do. There's folks in the grocery store that monitor those things there. There's always a human there. Sure. But they're. I mean, obviously the grocery store is not asking for tips. But you know, if there's not even a person like that there, who are you tipping? I don't understand that. See, I don't, I don't, and this is not to to be dismissive of the person working that particular job that yeah. day, but to me, that is not a typical, uh, a typical, a typical uh, position, because I could very easily, uh, you, you know, scan and bag all of my groceries, put it back in my cart, and walk it over to the car without your involvement whatsoever. So, you know, unless you are helping me. I don't think you deserve a percentage of the cost of these expensive items I just bought. No, it's uh, it doesn't seem to be making make a whole lot of sense. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So that makes no sense to me. How do you feel about uh, if you order food and uh, it's like takeout? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you leave a tip at a takeout place? Do I leave a tip at a takeout place? Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe not as much as I would if I was sitting down and being served, but those people are still working hard too. Sure, but uh, like uh, if you order online and you and you you, you pick yeah. it up, yeah, do you leave a tip? I usually leave a tip like if, if, if beforehand, before I even it says yeah, you're like you, you, you could leave it on the on the thing. Yeah. Well, because I know somebody is putting that together, and uh, you know they're probably not making yeah uh, enough money to to. To be there all night long. See, I, I, I don't. Tips. I don't know how I feel about that. Why? Because I don't think I'm, I'm having. You know, it's my own hang-up, but I don't feel like I'm getting service. I just feel like, like, like you know, to me, if a waitress is coming to my table and taking my order and then bringing the food to me, to me, that's a little bit different than having. Yeah, you know, everybody behind the counter put my uh, thing in a bag and and I wait for it. You know, I I, I don't know why. That's it, like a it's like a weird thing. I yeah. probably should tip, but I don't always tip in that in that uh, situation. Well, but I may over, but I may o- bastard. No, because I may over tip at at a restaurant with with an actual waitress. Like I like when I get my hair cut, I always over tip. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I just feel like I want to over tip. Right. So it's going to be, I can uh, tip as much as 21%. What? I Shut the know. front door, you big spender. I'm feeling really generous. Man, with all that checks you've been picking up, you'd think you'd be uh, jacked up by now. Yeah, 22% at, uh, during the holidays. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's yeah, how I Look know. at your kind. Uh, you're spreading the love around the around the Christmas season. Aren't yeah, you? yeah, well, you know. Uh, I uh, I mean, I, I guess I tend to kind of tip 
whenever it's asked of me. I'm one of those people that, uh, you know, it's like uh, you're you're put in that situation. You yeah. know when you go to like a coffee shop and they turn the screen around to you going, mm-hmm. would you like a little thing? See, yeah. in that situation, if I'm at a yeah. coffee shop, yeah. you know, I may, I, 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 if I pay with cash, I'll probably put a few, you know, a, a larger part of the change into the, into the cup. Right. I, I I'll do that. But, but I don't like when it's just assumed. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, you know, you, you, what are you going to do for me? You give me a cup and I have to go pour myself well, my own coffee? Well, a lot of people don't carry cash with them anymore. I mean, there's been many situations in the last, like, year or two where right. I've been somewhere going, oh, I don't have cash on me. <laughs> you know, like, because everybody's been doing electronic stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why we have a change shortage and, you know, things like that. Right. Uh, but... Uh, I don't typically carry cash with me to tip, so I'm t- I'm typically inclined to leave the tip on the card thing yeah. when it asks me to. So I carry big stacks, big yeah. stacks. Like right now, I've got as many as thirty dollars on me. Look at you! I know, and I'm walking around town, and no one needs to know. Anyway, uh, you know, for me, it's like, well, do I want to spend the extra money on the interest on the card that 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 purchase is going to? I don't know if I do. Well, if you're using a debit card, you're not paying any extra interest. Right? Yeah, I don't use a debit card. You use a credit card. I use a credit card. With what, 18% interest on it, probably? Uh, no, yeah. it's a little, It's a, it is less than that. Yeah. But, you know, not everybody has less than that. Not everybody yeah. is as uh, financially uh, uh, responsible as me. Financially cushioned, if you will. Well, I don't want to say that because that's, uh, that's a misnomer. Why you've been uh, you've been hoarding your you've been hoarding all that money uh, all all the years you've been working here uh, you must have uh, fives of dollars on you I'll have to show you some paperwork yeah. that proves that that's simply not true uh, but back to the tipping thing it's it seems a little much it seems a little much that we're tipping for everything everything I know uh, telling you to leave the tip for your Amazon driver now with the, on the app. I don't know, no, because no. I don't really. I mean, I don't tip the UPS driver when he drops something off. I don't, I don't, or the, uh, or the Federal Express guy. I'll give you a tip for the Amazon guy. Join the union. That's a good tip. <laughs> you can get your wages increased. Yeah, that way. you might have something known yeah. as a pension at the end of it. I give tips to everybody around here. <laughs> you know when they say that tip a cop thing. Yeah, yeah. I t- here's a tip for you. Why don't you turn your little radar thing off while I'm driving by at 50 miles an hour through the town of Montgomery every afternoon? There you go. Yeah. That's that's well, a legal get, tip. Right. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Here's a tip. <laughs> yeah, but I, again, if you're going around uh, putting 10, 15% down on every little purchase you buy. That adds up after Oh, a while. yeah. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. <sighs> it who, who deserves the tip and who doesn't? I don't tip people when I go to a McDonald's. What's the difference? No, I don't. I don't think I ever have either. It's it's the same the same argument yeah. that I have about you know what do you do like with a place you know with like a takeout order mm-hmm. in, in a McDonald's do you, do you do you tip the, the uh, no because the employees that's, but that's not the culture they've instilled on people no you've all you've never been able to you've never had to tip anybody at a McDonald's there's never been a change jar out there never or a Burger King or any one of those places but you, for some reason coffee shops. And all these other places that would kind of instill the same w- amount of work or type of work, 
Why are they tipped? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's no real uniformity here because, I mean, you know, one place may ask for it, another place doesn't, and it's the same effort being put into both things, both services. Sometimes I tip to make sure my like my drink isn't going to be spit into. You know what I mean? Like it's in the back of your head. Like something bad's going to happen if yeah. I don't provide karma right now. I'll tip at a bar. I'll tip a bartender because to me, like a like a bartending is a uh, you know to me that's like a that's a skill set. It's that's, a, skill that's a skill set, but I also think in the mind of an alcoholic, because hello, uh, <laughs> you tend to think that the bartender is going to give you extra booze or extra this if you yeah. tip well. That is well, that is okay. the mindset. That it, it is, is the mindset. It is the mindset. But depending on where you're at and who you are with, sometimes that does help. It can help. It can, depending on what kind of establishment you're in. Right. If I you're mean, in, uh, you know, like the lift the latch, uh, you're probably going to get some. Well, of course, it was open still. Sure. But uh, let's just say back in the heyday of the lift the latch, I'm sure if you lift down a crisp Abraham Lincoln down mm-hmm. on the bar, you might get a little extra ginger brandy in your shot glass. I can uh, I can vouch for times when that has been uh, very helpful yeah. and has uh, yielded quick results. Yes, because you were trying to get drunk very fast. Well, at the beginning of the night, I laid down a $20 bill and said, dude, you're my guy all night long. And he and every time I went up to the bar and he saw me, he was like, stop what he did and ran over because he realized that I was uh, I was sloppy and loose with the cash. Really? Oh, and he was mixing He's like, oh, ones. here comes this drunk bastard coming well, up to the you know, bar he, he again. Certainly knew who I was, certainly excited to see me, and certainly knew that I knew how to tip a bartender. Well, I got a tip for you. Yes. Why don't we go into a commercial break and uh, take a break from all this hubbub talk? It's 822 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic. 833 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, hang on a second. I'm looking at this. Uh, I'm on the Instagram yeah. with a uh, Springfield MA sucks as the uh, as the the account. Yeah, and there's a little uh, there's a little piggy. There's a little piggy. What roaming the streets of Springfield like a little pot belly pig? He's so uh, cute. Western Mass sucks. No, it's Springfield Mass sucks. Oh, it's, uh, Springfield MA sucks. Okay. Right. I, yeah, I'm. I've. Yeah. Okay. I know that one. Uh, is it public? Can you follow it, or you got a request? To uh, it? it's, it's, there's like two of them here. What is this? Well, there's a little video of this uh, potbelly pig walking around. I don't know what street this is, but um, yeah, who's got a potbelly pig in Springfield just letting it roam around the streets? I don't know. It's a very good. Oh, there he is. Look at him. He's yeah. adorable. Is he adorable? You know, I don't even know what street that 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 is. I don't know. That is cute, though. How can you say Springfield sucks when you see something like that? I don't know. Anybody check the stables over at Mingles? <laughs> we'll see if any of them escaped. Well, Mingles isn't exactly what it uh, what it used to be. Well, that's what I mean, though. They still have the stables over there, don't they? <laughs> I believe they do. <laughs> I, I thought that was a part of the visiting the farm. No? No. I guess not. No. Uh, West Springfield police are asking for the public's help in identifying a woman allegedly involved in a theft. 
The woman is suspected of a larceny at Kohl's in the Riverdale Shops Plaza on May 5th. What is with all these details? Yeah, all of a sudden, somebody's new working, somebody new is working over in West Springfield going, I don't understand why we say it needs to be a department store. It was a Kohl's. Yeah, you know, normally they're uh, they're very vague because yeah. you know they uh, they don't like to identify which large retailer on Riverdale Street they're talking about. She is also suspected of several other larceny incidents at the sta- same store over the last few weeks. Uh, if you identify uh, can identify the suspect, you're asked to call the West Springfield Detective Gwinden at four one three two six three thirty two ten extension two forty five. All of those details, and we can't get a first name out of Detective Gwinden. <laughs> I say Again, it's Wyndham or Linden. It reminds me of uh, Ted Stryker when he was uh, explaining to Elaine exactly the battle plan they were going to do in their uh, in their military operation. Uh, but she says, well, when do you leave? And she goes, I can't tell you that. That's classified information. <laughs> <laughs> Tells her all the exact locations of where it's going to happen, but uh, can't tell you the time. Eh, it happens. Yeah, it does. Uh, three juveniles are, were arrested in Springfield for allegedly selling uh, drugs and in possession of a firearm. Oh, wait a minute. This was oh, this was yesterday's news. Aren't all these stories yesterday's news? Were they? Well, most of these things are Did we talk stories about the, that happened yesterday. The Coles thing? No, but I mean, this, this was already out yesterday. I, was, oh, I, already, I already read that thing. Yes. I, I, I can't keep up with the, this. Well, you Disorganization know, of news. The good part is no one is relying on you for news. Are you sure about that? No. Well, people say they love listening to this newscast. Yeah, because I think people uh, would prefer to listen to this kind of news and say but I thought about the kind it. of news you may get in an actual news operation. I thought about that, and I'm like, I'm just reading the stories you could read yourself. Steve, uh, that's kind of the definition of what we do. Is it? Kind of. I mean, we're entertaining people who really should be finding ways of entertaining themselves. Uh, A man has been charged for impersonating a public official after an incident in Granville. According to the Granville police on March 31st, we're just hearing about this now because this is a horrible situation. Yes. Uh, where officers were called to a woman's home where a man had entered and stated he was a constable attempting to serve her with a notice from her landlord. The man displayed a badge with the word constable on it and was openly carrying a firearm. See what this badge says right here, girly? says constable. <laughs> now, you done didn't all pay the rent in the town of Granville. You know, that comes with a fine of $50,000 and kicking you out of this place. Now, uh, I have never done any constable work. I've never uh, desired to be a constable. Yeah. I'm not even sure I've ever met a constable. I've met a constable. Have you? Yeah. Uh, do they have the authority to do any of the things that are being asked in this story? I don't know. I only know the experience from the constable in Huntington, who is also the uh, uh, the highway department guy, the water department guy, the uh, hair care and tire center manager. Uh, yeah. The only constable that I'm aware yeah. of is the one on the crunchy frog uh, skit on Monty Python. Yeah, that's that would and I don't, be the, and, I, and right. I dare not mention his full name. The man stayed at the home for some time, and their conduct was considered highly suspicious. Officers did not find the man that day, but were able to confirm his identity and learn that he is not a constable for the town of Granville. However, he is a, currently a constable for the city of Holyoke. 
Can you uh, constabulate across city lines? I don't know. Do you get money for that? Is that, to, is that like to, a stipend position? To, con- to constable? To constable? Things? I don't know. And what exactly uh, does a constable do? Again, I only know the one from my town who uh, well, he puts on like that cop shirt that says constable on it. And then he uh, he he makes sure that all the ballots go into the crank box. Yeah. Well, you know, a constable does uh, any number of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it is right, no, by, by definition. This is what I'm lo- I'm looking this you're up. You're Googling this. Yeah, I am. Go ahead. It's a peace officer with limited policing authority, typically in a small town. Isn't that a justice of the peace? No. A justice of the peace could be a constable, but a constable is not necessarily a justice of the peace. So all justices of the pieces are constables, but not all constables are justices of the peace. Potentially. I don't even know what we're talking about. It's a peace officer with limited policing authority, typically in a small town. What you're talking about here? Small towns. This person believes yeah. he's got all kinds of policing authority across town lines. Yeah, but uh, he works for the city of Holyoke as a constable. That's sure. not like a small town. But thing. here he is going to Granville saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to constabulate here too. Well, could, uh, you know what it is? Big fish in a small pond syndrome. That's it. In Holyoke, nobody even knows who he is. But when you're in Granville, everybody knows you're the constable. And by the end of the day, when you're knocking on doors, yeah. you're looking to shake people down, and you're and everyone's going to know who you are. Several days after he was charged, he allegedly went back to the victim's home dressed the same way, but was stopped by uh, police this time. He was charged for a sec- he was charged for a second time of impersonation of a public official. In Westfield District Court, the city of Holyoke has been notified of the incidents. Well, I hope so. Seems kind of weird. they got to control their con- their constables. Uh, it's one of the most anticipated events in New England. The Brimfield Antique Fair is back in action. It's the feeling of nostalgia to be found at this fair that drives much of its success, bringing in not only avid antiquers, but anyone looking to connect the past with the present. Isn't that really what antiquing is all about? Taking all those past treasures of of yesteryear and uh, relabeling them as uh, worthless junk? Yeah. Being sold on a roadside in Brimfield? Yeah, it is kind of depressing. Not, to, not to, to not have that, that romanticizing genetic component where you know, I look at something old and yeah. I say, oh, that would look so... If it weren't all rusted out and and smelly, uh, that would look so good in my rumpus room or my parlor. R- my my parlor, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. my smoking room. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be something. But when I go to, when I've been to the Brimfield uh, Fair uh, or uh, or in a uh, an antique shop, I often think about look at all these things that other people have thrown away like garbage. That's me. Yeah. That's not a criticism. I know I'm probably wrong about that. I think it brings people back to their childhood. I think it brings people back to a time of happiness, said Matteo Felice, who is a vendor. Uh, Vendors and buyers come from all over the world to show off or search for hidden gems. Uh, I really like the people. The environment is lovely, and I'm a thrifter by heart, so I just like to wander, said Adele Riley of Chicopee. Mm-hmm. Vintage clothing, furniture, jewelry, just some of the seemingly endless array of items to choose from. 
I think I got some of my best items from garage and tag sales. Really? Throughout my life. I remember when I was a uh, when I was a young boy, I got uh, let's see, what was it? I got a pen uh, from this lady down the street that was selling a bunch of tchotchke stuff, and for ten cents, it was a pen. That had a lady in a bathing suit on it. Yeah. But when you turn the pen right side up, the bathing suit would come off. Really? Oh, yeah. And she was naked? She was completely naked. Butt-ass naked. Well, she had lines to indicate uh, that's where the uh, the border was between the thing that made it look like a bathing huh. suit uh, and, her, and her boobies. Well, I'm, I'm surprised that would even be there uh, at the... Uh at the uh, the tag sale because I mean I would think that would go right away. You got yeah. a pen that has boobies on it. Yeah, fantastic. You ever see one of those? I have. Where you, you just flip it upside down and oh, a bathing suit came off. I uh, I knew someone that, that had one and uh, you know I had to write down a, like a note. Never got around to it. Never got around to the note. You know what my brother would show me how to do? Take the pen and tilt it just enough so the bathing suit came back up. To the V in the pelvic area, oh, so it yeah. looked like she was, uh, you know, yeah, you yeah, know, she was uh, sporting, sporting some shrubbery, if you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that. Kind of like when you used to be able to fold the box of Land O'Lakes butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you, and you, you know how great that was. Yeah. Do you ever, you ever see the uh, what was the other logo that uh, looked like? Oh, it was uh, the Red Dog. Was it Red Red Dog beer? You remember that? It was. A, Red Dog Beer. Red dog I think beer. I think it was made by Michelob or uh, Red Dog Beer. Let's see. Yeah, it was Miller Brewing Company that came out with Red Dog. And if you turn the logo a certain way, it looked like uh, Batman was uh, doing something uh, uh, to somebody else. All right. See, I'm looking at that online, and doggone it, you're right. Doesn't it look that like is that? Perverse. Yeah. You turn that upside down, it looks like Batman. Uh, yeah. Talking to the little man in the canoe, if you will. But surrounded <laughs> by a bunch of blankets. Let's let's say yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots a lot of, of blankets. A lot of blankets. I never knew that. Yeah, that was a that was a it was it's like the old Joe Camel thing where you could see the phallic symbol inside the the camel's uh, yes and uh, in the in the, in the snout. We are learning a lot of things today. Are we? <laughs> People are being taught all kinds of things. That that was a beer that uh, didn't really last that long. No, it uh, it did not. There was, there was like a what was the deal with that in the nineties? There was this red beer craze. Remember, like yeah. everybody started going into these amber beers and yeah, red I believe beers. Uh, you know Pete's Wicked Ale had a red. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? It was like a Red Wolf. Red Wolf. Yeah. Oh, instant memory trigger. My dad used to buy Red Wolf. Right. <laughs> right. He used to. Okay. That, that was his thing, mainly because the alcohol content was like six percent, as opposed to the regular Bud Heavies that he would drink that sure. only had four percent in them. He would buy the Red Wolf, and the reason why he liked to buy the Red Wolf was because they had the bottles that had eyes on them when they were in the cooler. But as the bottle warmed up, the face of the wolf came out on yes, the bottle. Yes, that was a pretty cool thing. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, it's amazing that back in the day, yeah, your bars would never post the alcohol content of any beer they would ever sell. Yeah, and now, how often do you see that? What? It, what? 
you know what? I I I uh, con- I uh, attribute that to microbrews. Uh, me too. Because microbrews are the ones that said, "Okay, well, this is what you're getting. Make sure you're. This is how much you should be able to handle." Right. You know, uh, if you got a beer that's like ten percent. Right. But anyone who's a good alcoholic who really knows what they're doing, you know, they usually have the name of the beer, then a small description of what that beer tastes like, and then uh, the alcohol content of the beer. Now, any good uh, uh, alcoholic. This is what happens. They see the name of it. They skip over all. Yeah. They skip over all that text, and they go right yeah. to what the alcohol. Co- Ooh, nine point six. Yeah, I can have a couple of those. That's the whole point of doing that. That's it. Yeah. So to me, you know, why waste? Why waste all that chalk writing? Yeah. <laughs> writing what it tastes like. Alcohol. The alcoholic doesn't care what it tastes like. It tastes like toenail clippings and, and boogers. But if it's got nine point six percent alcohol. That's the one he's going for. I believe Red Wolf was a 6.2%. Okay. Which was a much heavier from uh, the Bud Heavies, even though it was called Bud Heavy. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, the, the whole red beer craze seemed to kind of, red ale used to kind of, seem to have gone out of style. So then uh, he used to pick up his six-pack over at the uh, the Springfield Liquor Mart over here at the uh, corner of Allen and Cooley Streets, mm-hmm. and uh, they would stock it for him, but- Anytime he would pick up the six-pack out of the cooler, it still had dust on it because nobody else was buying Red Wolf. <laughs> no one was. They were just nice enough to stock it for him. Yeah. And uh, if he's only coming in once and every once in a while picking these up, uh, they're going to get some dust on them. <laughs> but, uh, good alcohol stories. Oh, man, we're like way over time. Yeah, who cares? Hey, it's uh, going to be sunny and nice today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 80. It's 53 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Low energy, or low E, affects millions. In fact, it would be running rampant if it had the energy to run. Fortunately, plan. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Self-care. We hear the term a lot, and it is important. But what is it? Well, it could be something as simple as taking time to slow down, breathe, and relax, which is why the D-Hotel Spa was created. The D-Hotel Spa is an oasis to help you escape the stress of everyday life with a beautiful pool, jacuzzi, and the most amazing staff around. It's time to make yourself a priority. Learn more about the D-Hotel's monthly self-care packages, membership options, spa services, and sauna treatments at dhotelspa.com. Let's get real. Unlock your potential with a Bank ESB Get Real Checking account. When you're always on the go, you need a bank that doesn't hold you back. Well, can you say no fees? That means no monthly account fees, free mobile banking, and free online bill pay. Plus, you can get a cash bonus when you sign up. Visit your local branch or bankesb.com to open an account today. Free yourself from fees with a Get Real Checking account at Bank ESB. Unlock your potential. Member FDIC. It's uh, 8.50 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I just gave you the forecast. Um, I had an interesting conversation with some friends uh, maybe about a month ago, and I was supposed to ask this a month ago uh, to be reminded uh, by it, but then that East Hampton thing happened, and then we t- I t- it totally uh, went by, what do they call it, went by the wayside? What do you, yeah, what you, do you put say? it on the back burner. You put it on the back burner? Yeah. I w- the conversation came up. Uh, about whatever happened, this is going back probably six or seven years ago, about this uh, couple in West Hampton that built a home 
We had them on the phone, and I don't remember what the outcome was. They built yeah. a home, and then somebody came by and said, uh, you know, it was either West Hampton or Montgomery or one of those places like that, where they told them that the foundation is now on, uh, is not on the right uh, property lines. You, you built it too close to the road, and then they were going to have to rebuild the whole thing. And then we, I believe we had one of the uh, people that was affected by this. I don't know. I, I never found out what happened with that. That is a good question. I don't. I don't know what the resolution was for that because well, they because it was cost them a fortune to build this house, and yeah. if I'm not mistaken, it was on. It wasn't on family land, but it was something. There was something that happened where uh, they were told by one person they could build it this close, and then when somebody else came in, then they they said you can't build it here because it's too close to the road or mm. something like that. Right. But I never. I always wanted to know what that. Uh, well, actually, I didn't always want to know. I was reminded that. Oh yeah. What about that? Yeah. I mean, I completely yeah. forgot about that. Oh, I think we have a call here. I oh, think. Oh, maybe it's a homeowner, or maybe yeah. a homeowner says what. Uh, what? Rock, ah, oh, you got me. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Steve, this is Don. Don, you're on the air. West, the place was in West Hampton. Yeah, and okay. what happened with it? They made them tear the foundation out, move the foundation. Their house is now on the property. Damn. So it did get resolved at probably a great expense to them. Right, but what happened was that the first building inspector who left the position um, okayed the where it was and then mm. when the second building came in then building inspector came in he's like no 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 you're too close to the property line so no oh, all right all right well that's there you go they did, they did resolve it but they had to put another foundation in yeah that's a lot of work man that's expensive stuff well right. we appreciate you hey, calling in and uh send us straight did, did you get pinched by the montgomery cops no not well, yet Sounds like you've been getting thrown under the bus here. Buddy. Well, I'm just saying, uh, you see a sweet-ass minivan driving by the town hall at 50 miles an hour, don't pull it over. How about that? <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, thanks for the call. Well, well, I'm glad go. we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, see, now you know. Listen, we already had one call. We don't need any more information. I don't know why people continue to call. Because they probably didn't hear that one guy. Because, oh, they, they're talking what about that. Say? Where's my phone? Answer, answer. Oh, look, there's two more calls. Oh, answer God. This. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones. All right. See, this is why we don't answer phone calls. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Bob. How are you? Uh, good. What's up? Good. So the house in West Hampton, the people that had the issue sold it. They don't even own it anymore. There are new owners. Yeah, because why would you so want to live in after, a... Well, <laughs> I live in the same town. Yeah, well, so they, they, uh, so, they suck. so they rebuilt it, lived in it, and have, and have already moved, and then, and then eventually moved. Yes. Yeah, man, how about I, that? I can't believe you're still in that dump. I am trying to get out. Oh I my am god, trying to get out. You, you must live in the projects of West Hampton. <laughs> it's not. It, it's not <laughs> like you're trying to. Es- West Hampton is a project. It's not like you're trying to escape from Alcatraz yeah, here. All you got to yeah. do is put your house up for sale. Yeah, That's you, it. You call yeah, a realtor. Yeah. Stick your thumb out. Get a ride home. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, All well good right. luck. Thanks for the call. Unbelievable. Oh, there we go. Now okay. we resolve that. Then you said you didn't want to take uh, take calls. Now you got a little bit more information. Well, Mike Jones seems to want to always put his name out. Yeah, there. I don't know why he wants to do that. Because <clears throat> I'm not doing it. Well, under my Jones. own voice when I call the radio and it makes those guys angry. No, it's so fun. I'm going to go fondle myself in my parents' basement now. Have a good day.
Yeah, that dude's telling all his buddies. You know, I call up all the time and say yeah. Mike Jones. Yeah. Hey, that's yeah. hilarious, right? Yeah. And everyone's saying, huh, what? You're saying what? Yeah. Mike Jones, isn't that hilarious? I don't even understand what that's from. Uh, is it, it is from something, and someone explained it to me, and yeah. I already forgot it. Well, yeah. you know what? If you're going to reference something, reference something that everybody would know and, and actually be funny about it. Uh, Mike Jones is an American rapper, uh, reached national fame in 2004 yeah. on uh, uh, releasing his breakout single, Still Tippin'. And did he say <laughs> at some point, I'm Mike Jones' bitch? Uh, perhaps. Perhaps yeah. uh, that was the, the track in which he did that. <clears throat> I don't know personally, and I don't want to get any of your phone calls no. to explain it to me. Yeah, it's not that important I don't to really me. I care. It's just about 8.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 wants to know, what would you say?